for me, I never thought I'd get traded. I thought I was a Panther forever. I'm like, I bought a house there. This is home. And uh, I'd heard the rumors in the off season. So I called the GM. I'm like, hey, man, just I just need to hear it from you. Any any truth? And he's like, look, absolutely not. We don't want to do this, but we'll listen to everything. And that's fair. I'm like, sounds good. Just let me know. But I went into the season, man. I'm like, look, I'm all in. It is what it is. I legitimately forgot about that play. And I think it was four or five games. And the rumors had continued to gone. And Coach Rule got fired. We had lost a few games in a row. Figured like, if this was going to happen, this is how it happens. Played the Rams and we lost. I had a pretty good game though. And I just remember my agent saying it could happen this week, but I don't think so. And you know, anyone who doesn't know what it's like to get traded in the middle of a week, I'm in practice and meetings Wednesday, treatment, practice and meetings Thursday, treatment, 11.30 p.m. I get a call trading you to the Niners, 7 a.m. flight, didn't say bye to one person, practice with the Niners Friday, go play the Chiefs on Sunday for the Niners. And then from there. Welcome back, Fantasy Football World, to episode nine of the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast, a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. We are your hosts. I'm Chantel. And I'm Joe. You can find us on all media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. There should be a little bell you can click on to ensure that you get a notification whenever we post a new episode. And please remember, it's so important to rate and review the podcast. We look forward to your input. It only helps us get better and better. The more you rate and review the podcast, it helps us move up the charts and we definitely want that. So please do. Also, Each show has a support this podcast link embedded in it. So if you are so inclined, please feel free, make a contribution and make it that much easier for us to bring you a new show every week and click on that link and show the pod some love. And lastly, don't forget to follow us at Air It Out Network on Amazon. Now, housekeeping all done. How was your week, Joe? Good week. Great week in football. I'll start by saying tonight is Halloween. So so before we get too deep, Carmel Corner, no. We're getting into that mm. season now. Like the- wait, wait. So there's a distinction. I love caramel corn. I hate candy corn. We're not talking about candy. We're talking okay. about caramel corn going forward. So we're done with what's Halloween night now. So okay. we'll say we're going forward into the holiday season. Is it time for caramel corn? Of course. It's all. I, I don't think there's ever not a time for caramel corn. My favorite dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And occasionally, what is it? Chicago style mixed in with oh, like the chicken. It's the best. Oh, the Best. Yes. But yeah, great week in football. Lots of action to go over today. Some unfortunate injuries, some big wins, some question marks floating on some teams. We'll get in that way to get at the injury report and the movers and shakers and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. How was your week? Great, great week. And again, happy Halloween. So just to go back a little bit, the voice you heard at the top of the show was that of Christian McCaffrey recalling what it was like when he was traded from the Panthers to the Niners. So I thought it appropriate with the trade deadline happening earlier today. I imagine there are plenty of other players who felt the same way that he did and experienced a pretty big shakeup when something like that happened. So yep. And I imagine there's going to be some pretty significant and surprising moves that took place today that we I know you will uh, get into. a lot of trades to talk about. Some people are yeah. very happy and some teams are not so happy now. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I can't wait for it. But we got another week of football officially a wrap and in the books. Onward to week nine we go. And it's about time that uh, people start making the push for playoffs in many fantasy leagues. But let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours this past week. Let's go into the Air It Out Fantasy League recap. Taking a look at our winners, first up, Zulu Nation. He keeps on marching full steam ahead, now 7-1, and one, holding on to first place. And also, this week's top scorer with 185.2 fantasy points. Another big winner this week, LC's Classic 73 team. I think he's on a roll. This might be three in a row for him. Very much. Another, uh, so he logs one more win, sitting comfortably now in uh, second place with a record of six and two. Left hand of Thanos climbing up the charts as well. Barely squeaked by this week, getting a win and moving into third place now with a record of four and four. The Players Club bringing home a win this week now in fifth place with a record of four and four. Rounding out the winners this week, Road Warriors now in seventh place, also a record of four and four. So 
For the rest of us, not so fortunate slipping down into fourth place is yours truly, the Battle Beast with a record of four and four. Florida Fade now in sixth place, also a record of four and four. That Grizzly taking a step back, regressing to eighth place now with a record of three and five. 52 fake out, losing a close one, remaining in ninth place with a record of two and six. Rounding out our losses this week, our very own Bulldog Joe, 10th place with a record of two and six. But for those great games that took place, there's no stopping Zulu Nation this year in the Fantasy League. He is killing it. His uh, MVP duo of Christian McCaffrey and A.J. Brown. Alvin Kamara, too. Just won't quit. Christian McCaffrey finished with nearly 30 fantasy points after rushing for 56 yards, caught six passes for another 64, and one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown. Still my offensive MVP halfway through the year. It might be happening. And what can you say about A.J. Brown? Not only is he killing it every week, but he has now cemented himself in the record books, right? Keep, keep on squeaking, young man. Keep <laughs> If it's going to turn out like this, who wouldn't, right? Yep. He's, uh, yeah, he cemented himself in the uh, record books this year. The first player, I think, of any player to log 100 plus yards in six consecutive games. Very impressive. So very, very impressive. impressive. This week, 35 fantasy points for him. He was eight for eight, 130 yards, two TDs. He is having himself a season. LC's classic 73 team led by his uh, defense, giving real meaning to that uh, term we always hear. The defense wins games. I guess it's true even in fantasy because his Jets put up 32 fantasy points against the New York Giants. And nothing like a third string uh, quarterback getting in there and <laughs> helping you out. Yeah, true. Not yeah. far behind, though. The his uh, quarterback, Tua, 324 yards, Oof. three TDs against division rivals, New England Patriots. Tua touchdown to Lavoa. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep. that's what we might have to start calling him. Mm-hmm. Left hand of Thanos again, barely got by. I think this is the most narrow exciting, margin we've exciting, seen this, this season, yeah. less than a point. fantasy points was the margin on that one. Another team led by defense, Dallas, coming off there by logging two sacks, an INT, a safety, and a block kick. Eckler also having his best outing this season after being banged up a little bit, came through for a left-handed Thanos as well. The Players Club pulled out a close one, too. There were some really close games this week. The margin on this one was about four points. And for him, it was uh, running back Gus Edwards really showing out in fantasy 30 points. Gus Bus had a big week. Yep, 80 yards on the ground, three TDs, a couple of catches as well. And the Road Warriors has probably been waiting all season for this game from one C.D. Lamb career best 12 receptions, 158 yards, two TDs. I think it was 26 nothing in the first quarter in that game. When I, turned <laughs> I don't think the Rams showed up. CDM looks good. I think he put on a little weight, too. He's been in the, he's been hitting the, the he's, weights. He's always been a take, take hits for a skinny guy when he came out of Oklahoma, but I agree. I think he looks a little he bigger. Looks yeah, definitely bigger. Yeah. But for those of us who were not uh, on top this week, it had to be, I think, the worst for 52 fake out. He was on the other side of that narrow loss with a margin of 0.9, which was crazy. And he left it on the bench. And he left <laughs> it. Is... That's what I said. Any other, literally any yeah. single person, right? And he traded for Joe Burrow just in time as cool, Joe Cool appears to be solidly settling into his old self. Picked apart the 49ers pretty well. But yeah. only, I think, to be let down by Desmond Ritter with a lowly 4.15 fantasy Rough. points. Literally anybody else in that flex position, and we're having a whole different conversation. Yeah. 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 That Grizzly saw a season low of one of his best wide receivers in the league, one Devontae Adams. I'll discuss him a little later as we get into the news yes. and stuff around the league. Adams, you know, and I, I'm sure you'll bring this up too. He's been relatively quiet the last few games. I and do have the season numbers, yeah. Surprisingly, it's uh, looking like Jimmy G is not the answer in Las Vegas. Who would have thought, Who would have right? thought the guy can't throw more than 20 yards, couldn't go and <laughs> throw deep balls to Devontae Adams. I think we talked about this a few episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. But really, the yep. league is still pretty tight, though, right? Yeah, there's still openings. We're, uh, we're getting to the point, though, where every win and loss kind of counts. It's, yeah, we're yeah. coming up on it, but... 
Right now, I think we've got five teams in the league who are all four and four. So it's still kind of wide open for any one of those guys moving forward into playoff season time. So it's getting interesting as we roll on with the season. But that's what's up in Air It Out Fantasy Football League. What's going on in the big leagues? Joe, what's up with the NFL? I'm going to start with the trades and the movement. As usual, the rich get richer as they try to win their Super Bowls. The 49ers get defensive end Chase Young for a third-round pick from the Washington Commanders. Now, Chase Young was extremely impressive his first year out of college. He pretty much dominated for the Commanders slash Redskins. Got injured, a bad injury, an ACL injury. Came back, he's not playing quite as well. But now he'll play opposite Nick Bosa in a rotation with Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. He's thought to be one of the next great pass washers. So, the Niners... I've been a little bit off defensively the last three games. You know, mm-hmm. give a yeah, fair been. amount of passing yards to Joe Burrow and Cincinnati when they came to town. Does this tighten up that defense a little more? For sure. They lost their last three, right? They lost their show. Right. Yeah, three. Started out 5-0. Oh, now they're 5-3, three, and three losses. They're yeah. all in on a bye week this week to try to They know to what they're doing right. over there, and they're quick about it. I think they're building, the, like much like the Rams a few years ago, they're building for a Super Bowl. And if they don't get it now, it's going to be. It's coming. It's, yeah, right. exactly. They put yeah. a lot of money to Nick Bosa. They put a lot of money to McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo Samuel got a big contract as well. They're hoping to have him back after the bye this week. So, yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's a huge pickup for him. I don't think Jaden, we saw, I don't remember which D lineman from the commanders last week say, this is terrible. I'm sick of losing. Right. I saw you know, that in a And then they lose right. a heartbreak at a Philly that they led most of the game of. And this just makes sense. Yeah. So I think that'll certainly help the 49ers get back in there. No longer in the leader in a division. Seattle's taken over after the losses in a row. Yeah, so, I saw that. So it's, it's getting to be current time for them too. I think it was a very smart move by the front office. And, and yeah. I know that that's quick. They're on it. You got to give them credit, if nothing else. I I do. They built a good good team in San Francisco. And then, you know, whatever you think about Shanahan, he's a good coach. And yeah. All right. So another lineman is the commandos give up all their pieces. The the, the Chicago (laughs) Bears lineman month has sweat. For you guys don't know, he was a first round pick in 2019 from Michigan State and was given up for a second round pick. Now the Bears, I think think they're rebuilding as well. The way things are going for them, they'll have two first rounders next year, a second, a third, and two fourths, if I'm correct. Wow. Okay. The question becomes now, Justin Fields. Exactly. Yeah. Is Justin Fields the answer there? I mean, can't bum the guy for me now with an injury right now. It's part of it. This Tyson Badgent kid, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. I don't think, right. he's, I don't think he's the no, answer. He looked definitely not. awful last week after, you know, rolling over the Raiders. Yeah. So I think they're in full rebuild mode as the commanders are as well. And they're going to try to do it right through the draft. Mm-hmm. But uh, the move for the Niners was a good one. So Sweat had six and a half sacks, which is more than half of the Bears' current total already. Oh, wow. So that'll help a little bit. In a, That's on the season. He's on the season. Six, six, okay. and a, six and a half on the season nice. already. So that'll help them a little bit. The next big one kind of goes hand in hand with the injury report later. Joshua Dobbs, the Arizona quarterback, is now in Minnesota. Viking, I like it. Minnesota's four and four. And they traded for a sixth round pick, which where they drafted him anyway. Does this help the Vikings stay in the playoff hunt? Oh, I want it to. I don't know how much it will because I think Dobbs was on the downturn. He started out kind of doing very well in Arizona and then came back down to earth a little bit in the last few games. So I think they were even considering, well, well, they're talking a whole lot about ramping up Kyler Murray and possibly bringing him back. It doesn't look like he'll play this upcoming week, but certainly I'm thinking week 10 for sure. That's the thing. They're at Cleveland this week, and I don't know if you want to go and get run over by Miles Garrett and those guys, right, so they right. might see him for another that, week. That could be a part of their strategy as well. Yeah. But I like that the Vikings didn't roll over. And you know what? After the Kirk Cousins, so you lost. lose. It's heartbreaking, just like right. the New York Jets to start the year. You lose a quarterback who's your franchise guy who's having a great, great year. Jefferson might be back next. Two more games. Two more games from his hamstring injury. So that's the best receiver in football. They were doing well. The rookie was coming along really well. Uh, right, Addison. Addison. So they're running game a little bit to be desired, splitting between Cam Akers. But this is heartbreaking for them. They have Nick Mullins, Super Bowl winner Nick Mullins okay. on IR. So mm-hmm. he, he can come mm-hmm. back. I've seen him play very well. I mean, he led the Eagles to that Super Bowl against the Patriots a handful of years ago. So, okay. so he can play. Okay. Um, but he has to come off IR first. Wait, oh, you, is it Nick Folks? you mean? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Folks, Nick Mullins. Okay. Nah, nah, Nick Mullins. Okay. So, yeah. That could help. I don't know. Detroit looks like, and I've been saying this all year, I think Detroit wins that division yeah. uh, no matter what happens. Well, there are a couple games up on them also. They, they so. are. Green Bay's a disaster, and Chicago's a disaster. Right. So, so you can count them out. But I like that but they trying. took some, but they're trying. They're trying. I like that. Yeah. They're, they're trying, for sure. Okay. So the next one, New York Giants, uh, two and six. They traded away defensive end Leonard Williams, a former first-round mm-hmm. pick of the New York Jets, in 2015 to the Seattle Seahawks for a second and a fifth. I think it was a fantastic pickup by the Seahawks. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's going to make a big difference. They are also very much looking like a playoff team. He is, I don't know how 
many people watch the Jets and the Giants normally, but he's been a solid, solid run stuffer for his whole career. Okay. So that was a really, really good trade for Seattle. Giants are two and six, unlikely to make the playoffs. So probably right. rebuild time, you think? For oh, for sure, for the Giants. For the Giants. <laughs> they gotta go to the drawing board. So you have Saquon, you have no real That whole offense is just yeah. a mess. It is an absolute mess. Danny Dimes is supposed to play this week. Don't know how much that right. helps. Well, he's got to play this week, right? Yeah. No Tyrod Taylor. He's no. got to get back out there. And you're not going to put the young kid DeVito out there again. Right. He just was running for his life in that Jets defense. If Tyrod was staying in that game, I think they would have won that game. They were, mm-hmm. they were playing really well. So anyway, Leonard, Leonard Williams is off to Seattle. That should be fun to watch. Uh, the Seahawks, I said again, are 5-2. and two. I think they have a good chance to make a run now as well. I'm looking forward to those Seahawks-Niner games later on. So next one, Buffalo Bills got cornerback Rasul Douglas from the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers for a third-round pick. That was huge for them because the Bills are beat up in their secondary loss today right. against White for the year, who's mm-hmm. a you know, Pro Bowl safety. So with an ACL tear, Buffalo is 5-3, and three, and they're chasing the 6-2 and two Dolphins. Uh, right. They already have a win over the Finns earlier this year, and they play again in Miami the last week of the season. <laughs> okay. So what do you see there? You see Buffalo... Staying competitive in that division. I see them as a playoff team. I don't think they win the division. I think the division goes to Miami. I don't think so either. Miami's definitely, I think, going to win the division. But still competitive. I like Buffalo a lot. There's a massive game we'll talk about later. It's the Chiefs and Miami. Miami coming up. I didn't know who to pick. (laughs) I think it's I didn't know who to go with. Huge implications in the AFC seeding already only halfway through the year. But that's a very important game in Mm -hmm. Kansas City. We'll we'll get into the the eighth watch. We'll get over that. Yeah. All right. So for the trades, Saquon Barkley stayed put. King Henry stayed put. Stayed put. I was yeah. shocked to hear that they were. They kept saying how they were taking, entertaining, um, or they were listening to offers, but not really like putting that, not shopping him, so yeah. to speak. So no, I was surprised. Saquon not as much. I thought Henry maybe. You I know, thought so too. With all I the so too. talk about you know changes in Seattle, um, Tennessee, and things like that. So. All right, on to news. It's pretty pretty small. It's been all about trades. I want to talk about Devontae Adams real quick. Yes. Okay. Let's. Because anybody who watched last night's game, mm-hmm. um, losers again, unfortunately, in Detroit. I mean, it's a tough task going to Detroit these days and, and getting W, um, especially with Garoppolo as your quarterback. But So on the season, Devontae Adams has 47 receptions for 539 yards and three touchdowns. You saw the frustration last night. Yeah. What do you? He's obviously staying there now. He wanted to go there to play with Derek Carr, his friend. Right, now and then Derek Carr's gone. Yeah, Derek Carr's now playing for the Saints. And I for sure think he wants out. I don't know what it is that they're saying to him that yeah. is keeping him from being such a squeaky wheel. Like earlier, I think, in the season, we heard a little bit of chatter from him about, you know, possibly moving on and being ready to play to win, right? Yeah. So I think uh, with Adams, I'm shocked at a talent as great as he is, those numbers are incredibly low. Top five receiver in the NFL still today. He's only 30 years old, so. And is wasting his career there right now. Put extremely well. I'm a huge fan. Always have been wasting away is the exact way to put it. He is a deep ball guy still. He has still has a separation speed, and he's trapped in these little routes because Garoppolo can't throw more than can't 20 yards. Can't give him the ball. Right. Yeah. So I think even even last night, he was, what, seven targets. Yeah. Only took. In one for one. 11 yards. That's crazy. A person of his caliber deserves of, better. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yep. pretty sad. I, I, I'm with you, Adams. I saw you chucking your helmet. I was, I'm there frustrated too as a fan. What is it that you think they're, that uh, front office or that coaching staff is doing to keep him? Nothing. They're a disaster from no, top to bottom. Seriously. So yeah. you don't think they're like, just be patient. We're going to no. get you somebody else in here. Just be patient. Write it out. No. They're, they have two Ferraris. No, they got to be saying something. So they have two Ferraris parked in a trailer park. So they have Max Crosby on the defensive mm-hmm. side and him on the offensive side. Right. And that's it. The rest of all, I won't beat up on Josh, Josh Jacobs so much. Right. Yeah. They, they could have got something too. But the rest of that team, hot garbage. So sorry, Devontae. We like you. All right. I thought so, there'd be much more movement there too. I did too. Because I even yeah. we even talked about um Henry Hunter. Hunter no, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Maybe straight disappeared. But wait, yeah, nothing. From being very fantasy relevant a couple seasons ago to Ghost. Right. Ghost on Halloween. Crazy. So, all right, I'll just go over a couple more numbers. You talked about Saquon yeah. on the season and I'm not getting traded. On the year, he's 412 yards, 110 carries, one touchdown. That's I'm not surprised, though, because he's very injury prone. Very injury prone. It's still young. Very, yeah. Still young, but extremely injury prone. So I'm not surprised. No movement there. Yeah. And then King Henry, 526 yards, 120 carries, three touchdowns. Um, just a shadow of his former self. I blame his offense. So I'll get into. The, I don't. I don't know. Why do you say that? He doesn't have tools to take pressure off the running game there. 
Tajay Spears is a great kid behind okay. him. And, and mm-hmm. with their passing game being nothing until this last week with the rookie coming in, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit, they've just stacked the box against him. And he doesn't yeah, have the ability to run true. people over anymore. Right. Which is a shame. Uh, I would have yeah. liked to have seen him go to a contender, really. Okay. Really. But I mean, Tennessee was, that's, he's been there his whole career. In the any, and I know we're going to get into this later too, but any hope with Will Levis? You can beat me to it when we got okay. some movers and shakers and stuff when, like that. Okay, good. So we'll do you we'll th- wait then. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. I am a big okay. fan of Will Levis and his mayonnaise drinking. Um, we'll get into him. Mayonnaise drinking? He's, he's famous for YouTube stuff. If you ever get bored <laughs> and you want to look up, he likes those goofball challenges. Okay. So. We'll get into that in a little bit. So on to the injury report now, and we're going to start at the top. We talked about it a tiny bit already. Kirk Cousins yeah. out for the year. One of those terrible Achilles tears. If you're a Hawkinson mm-hmm. owner, you're a JJ owner, you're an Addison owner, what do you do? Oh, my heart was broken for yeah. Kirk. He was playing so well. I'm glad he got them through that game that brought him up to four and four yep. in their division. Thank goodness. But... I was scared for them after that. I was like, oh, what are they going to do? So I was so, again, so happy to see that they did attempt to fill fill that spot and trade for Dobbs. A hundred percent. I don't think it's over for the Vikings. It's just going to be much more challenging. Yeah. For, oh, it's going to yeah. be so hard. They're but, running. I mean, you've, you've got Justin Jefferson. I mean, he can Hopefully make he anybody back. look halfway decent, Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I think Dobbs was started off the year well in Arizona, like we said, and then it right. kind, of, kind of tanked off a little bit. Uh, maybe a new change of scenery will help him a little bit. We'll see. I'm, I'm pulling for him. You know, I, it's fun to see that happen when somebody hops in there and helps out. But heartbreaks for Kirk Cousins. Not the youngest guy anymore. I believe he's 34. So. Okay. Yeah. So getting up there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where this goes and what at least. So there's already talk about him leaving Minnesota at the end of the year. So hmm. okay. So okay. next next one. Matthew Stafford has a UCL, whatever that is, sprain on his right thumb and his day to day for the game against the Packers this okay. week. I watched that game. I don't know if he comes back right away. It looked pretty bad on the sideline. Right. He seemed to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, fingers, it's, it's a thorn. It's hand a thorn. Hand. Right, yeah. yeah. So they put a big old splint on it. It looked like he was about to chop down some trees with his hand and then he tried to get back out there. Pretty good. Yeah. And they're showing him throwing on the sidelines and that didn't work out. So they might be in some trouble then, right? Because their run game is suffering too right now. The run game's in bad shape with Kyron Williams out. I was going to get to the next up. What do you do with Cooper cup and our favorite Puka Nakua? Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> so, right. That's all you can do. <laughs> Yeah, I. Who's the backup there? I don't remember the kid's name. He was a rookie. Okay. Came out, but it was it was not good. Man, they go to Green Bay. Green Bay. This is definitely the year of who's that guy? Yeah. Who's the person behind? Good luck is who it is. <laughs> right. um, I think Stafford back this year. I do. It didn't look that season ending, but they're being pretty quiet about it. They have till Sunday. It's a game away to Green Bay, who has a decent defense. Not quite mm-hmm. as good because they just traded away one of their best cornerbacks, but still good. The Rams weren't going anywhere this year, frankly, anyway. Right. But I mean, but they were playing okay, though. Their right? offense was explosive with the, with yeah. the rookie Nakua doing really well. And all we can do is just hope he gets back out there and does better. All right, the next one, Kenny Pickett got landed on by a Jack mm-hmm. Horse lineman, rib injury, and did not return. They put Mitchell Trubisky out there. It, I saw that. And... Uh, is Pickett now what, day-to-day? Day-to-day. Yeah. Day-to-day. I don't know if it makes a huge difference the way they've been playing. They have a quick turnaround. They play on Thursday night at home against the Titans. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either if I was a fantasy owner. Might have, not to start him anyway, probably. But if you had no choice and you put him right. out there. Yeah. I probably. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it if I, I mean, the Steelers, I wouldn't put Pickett no. on a quick t- or Trubisky. <laughs> we talked about it last week. Yeah. T.J. Watt is my defensive MVP of the year. That defense is yep. playing very well, keeping them in games. And they're competitive. Pittsburgh's 4-3. and three. They're competitive. Right. You know, I, that, that, they, that snuck up on you for real, oh, the yeah. way that they started out. That, absolutely. If, and it was Jacksonville. And anybody who's been listening all season knows that I am a big Jacksonville believer. They are a playoff team. And I think they're built this year to, to, to put a little, not a Super Bowl team, but built to, to make a run. So no shame in losing at home to Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what happens with, uh, God help us, Trubisky. Next, <laughs> next, next. Tyra Taylor also has a rib injury. Yep, could be replaced by Tommy DeVito. He's the guy who came at the end of the last game. Or, or we're hoping at concussion protocol <laughs> right. is, is Danny Dimes. He's um, been cleared. He cleared concussion protocol and is cleared for contact. So, so I don't see them not playing him. They're at Las Vegas, which could be a, a quite interesting game to watch. Mm-hmm. So both those teams are probably not going anywhere this year, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, race yeah. to the bottom. We'll see. Race to the bottom. Okay, and then now the next one, Ryan Tannehill is still out. And we just mm-hmm. talked about the young man, Will Levis, uh, had four TDs last week against Atlanta. Right, and like 300 plus. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I have him on our waiver wire, so we'll hit him a little bit when we get to the waiver wire and talk about picking him up, putting him on your team, mm-hmm. what we think. Atlanta wide receiver, Drake London, is questionable with the groin. And, uh, Ooh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, okay. so it's just questionable. We'll, you know, we'll know more as the week goes on. Atlanta as home to Minnesota. 
So, mm-hmm. and, and a game that both teams are 4-4 four and four and live in the NFC, so there's stuff to play for. And then, unfortunately, he was having a pretty solid year after being recycled a few times. Kendrick Bourne out of the Alpha. He was the yeah, I saw that too. Shaping out to the Patriots' number one receiver. Not that the Patriots were probably challenging too much this year, but he was the number one receiver. He gave Mac Jones somebody good to throw to. Right. So what do you um, think? Is that, you know, are we now looking back at Juju or Juju? And yeah, I have, I have some other Patriots in our, in our waiver wire coming up in a little bit. Okay. Um, that's about it for my injury report. So nice. Uh, I can't believe how many uh, victims were claimed by injury this bug this last week. Completely nuts. Yeah. But let's take a look at what navigating injuries will mean for the fantasy world this coming week with our movers and shakers. I have some stars of the week. Can they hit it again in week nine? Oh, stars this week. So we mentioned a few of the guys in the recap, uh, in our league recap, that were among the best and the brightest, but a couple that didn't make it in that were certainly, certainly worthy. Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs is breaking out in a major way, right? In the absence of David Montgomery, 26 attempts for 152 yards. So crazy efficient. Detroit on a bye this week. They come back. He'll be back out there in a split. What do you say? I see Gibbs as a in between the teeth. You think he'll be it'll be split with Montgomery back? Yeah. So if you watch last night's game in the beginning, they kicked three field goals because they weren't efficient in the red zone. Okay. And that's that's Montgomery's territory, ah, you know. Gotcha. So okay. I'll, I'll any passing down, I think you'll see Gibbs out there. I am a Gibbs owner. I'm a big fan. I like him mm-hmm. in Alabama as well. And I think he'll play between the tens. So from there, ten all the other ten, then you get near the end zone, and that's it for him. And here comes Montgomery. But mm, okay, well, they're like you said, they're going into a bye this week. I'm thinking they stick with Gibbs going forward. I hope so. I yeah. mean that that. 26, 152, another five catches for 37. Yeah. You go back to the first game, he slipped on what would have been an opening touchdown. I saw that. Yeah, I so remember that. Yeah. He's definitely got the moves. Yeah. Secondly, Dakota Prescott against the Rams, his best outing this like season, right? Yeah. 39 fantasy points, 304 yards, four TVs. Looks yeah. like Dallas came out of that bye all fired up. But do they stay hot or do the Eagles coming up? Uh, that's another Good one this coming week. They put out that flame. A game on Sunday afternoon. I like the Eagles at home, but Mm -hmm. uh, it should be quite the fight. Both those teams are firing on all cylinders on offense for sure. I think they may continue, though, because after the Eagles, they got a fairly soft schedule. They do. Yeah. I mean, other than seeing the Eagles now and then again at the end of the year in Dallas, yeah. It's a game that if they can pull a win out, it would be huge for them in in this ranking in the NFC East. I mean, that would take Philly to 7-2, Dallas to 6-2, so... Creeping up. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I got another, another one. one. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go. Your very own Sam Howell. How impressive <laughs> Sam was he? Howell. Oh, broke my heart on my bench, but did great. 379 yards, four touchdowns, yes, and an INT sure. against what was supposed to be a stingy Philly defense. For some reason, the commanders division, they always play them very hard, and they played them mm-hmm. hard again. They led the whole game and just couldn't hold on at the end. I, you know what? The thing, everybody's been talking about how poorly the Eagles have been playing, how much they're off a little bit. And some of those things may be true, but... I am big on them because they are still figuring out a way to win. They're still the best record in the league right now. They are figuring out a way to win every single time. In the words of a great Raider owner, Al Davis, win, baby, win. It's all that matters. Uh, And they're doing it. I mean, how can you? But so I'm big on the Eagles. I like them very much. Another person you mentioned early on. Alvin Kamara, another star this week. Double-digit fantasy points ever since his return in week four. Also a Pretty soft schedule, I think, through week 13. Yep. But really, it's just three games. Because I think their bye is, what, week like 11 or something like that. Yeah. Welcome back, Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. 283 yards, three touchdowns um, against what's turning out to be not such a great San Francisco secondary, I guess. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure they need to write that shit. We talked about yeah. it a tiny bit. but um, And they're taking the steps, so we'll see. They are trending in the in the right direction, which, right. which is what you want to see. They play, what a Sunday night. We have, just a, what a slate we have this week. Buffalo goes to Cincinnati. They're great games. Yeah, <laughs> so and what will be a very interesting game. Yes. So They always have been, and we've watched those teams put up, light up the scoreboard over the years, so. So, yeah, I was also feeling Jake Ferguson this week and uh, Dalton Kincaid both stepping up in the tight end position. Yep. Very, yep. very good. I think that the Bills are really going to get a chance to see what they have in uh, Kincaid. I think yep. he'll be a pretty integral piece. I'm a big fan. For the rest. Yeah. Have, we talked about it when the season started. Yeah, I'm a big fan. He did great things in college and he's, he's picking up in the pros for sure. John Dotson. Yeah. Not Terry Dotson. Yeah, did, yep. great, did great for the commanders. Uh, had 24 fantasy points, 100 yards and touchdowns. A good game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We talked about the Gus bus already. Yep. Yeah, big day. Mm-hmm. All right, how about a cool start, guys? Cool start. How guys. often are you going to say this? Patrick Mahomes. What happened? I know. There? Patrick Mahomes. Five been... points, 241 <laughs> yards, and two interceptions. You know what? Everybody gets one. Everybody yeah. gets one. That's very uncommon for him. But so there's been a lot of talk around 
the defense carrying the Chiefs for the very first time ever in this uh, Patrick well Mahomes yeah. era. That's like been keeping them in. So, and um, that's the benefit of being strong on both sides of the ball. When yeah. one, one lets you down, you lean hard on the other and it gets you through. So that, I mean, that appears to be what is, what is happening for the Chiefs here. So, Charming. but yeah. we all, we talked about, I had Devontae Adams under the cool start too, because he's kind of been trending downward, I think since about week, what, uh, the last four games, I think. In his last four games, he's had, what, single digits, I think. Yeah. In uh, fantasy numbers, at least. So he's definitely going the wrong way. And the other <laughs> name that we don't often hear on the cooling off one I have is uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. JSN is going there quite a bit these days and stealing yeah. catches. And so is uh, it's a Jake. Jake Bobo is also. Jake Bobo. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's not getting, I feel like he should get more targets than he has been getting, especially. Yeah. So they're loading up DK on the targets. He's right. got 14 targets. He only pulled in five for yeah. 67 yards, right? Upcoming match against Baltimore, not going to get any easier. No. So I think they should maybe start um, getting a little more Mahomes-esque and spreading that. All around. I, I couldn't agree more. They have a lot of talent around Gino, and then that's you know two really good running backs, three good receivers, the good rook. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, spread spread the ball, spread yep, it around. Yep, yep, yep. I got another one for you, Christian Watson. He was the one in Green Bay. So right. Green Bay. So this week, six points on thirty-three yards. Green Bay. It's the Jordan Love experiment. Mm. Is it officially over? Is that that we're halfway through the season? There was some talk in our league when the year started. Ah, Jordan Love, cut with the hell. Right. Yeah, look at him. Right. So, well, there was, I think the, the whole debate was the Jordan Love, Justin Fields thing in yeah. the league. Also, and look at both of them right now. But mm, I, I don't know. I feel like we could be, Jordan Love shows flashes that I, as, as does uh, Justin Fields, that I feel like we could be patient with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not like there's nothing there to build on. It's not like we're not. Starting from zero with them, you know? So if the season continues, they're two and five right now. So if the season continues on the downhill trend, are they looking for a quarterback next year? No, absolutely not. Okay. No. Yeah. I There's pieces so. there. I mean, there's certainly so, pieces. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs, you know, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave. I think he's hurt right now, but he's mm-hmm. a good, good young uh, tight end. Yeah. An okay-ish defense. Right. I, give them, you got it. I think. More time? You got to give them a full season. This is season one. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely season one. Right. Um, he's, and he stood behind one of the greats for a long time. So we'll see. We'll see. At home against we'll the Rams. See. The Rams were definitely scorable on. So <laughs> it's, if there's going to be a coming out week, this would, this would be a good one. I'll beat up one of my own guys, Ramondre mm-hmm. Stevenson. Six points, 21 yeah. yards rushing. That New Patriots, game. The, yeah. I don't know. I, for, for the last three or four seasons, I've said he's it pretty much in New England as far as their offense goes. Mm-hmm. And he, even that's over with now, it seems like. Right. I don't know. They're at home to the Commanders this week, who just gave away two of their best defensive linemen. They're favored. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. we'll see how, how this reset goes for Belichick coming up. Yeah, I, I think it's going to take through the draft in some time. I think mm-hmm. Belichick might be gone by the time New England is back to glory again, if they ever get back there again. Really? Yeah. Wow. Tom Brady. I don't know. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He might be holding <laughs> on. We'll see. He might be one of those that right. just can't let go. That's the cool starts I got. You got any more? No, 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 no. I think okay. actually it's kind of weird because if we go into – the uh, waiver wire stuff. I know we talked, well, I had in my notes just a little bit about the week nine buys, Broncos, Lions, Jaguars, Niners. Yep. Huge pieces to replace for some of those, yeah. for some of those teams, Abs- right? You're talking about McCaffrey, you're talking about Etienne. Mm-hmm. You're talking, talking yeah. about Trevor Lawrence, talking about, yep. yeah, just like you said, Etienne, you're talking about Amon Ra, you're talking about Jameer Gibbs, all of a sudden, Gibbs yeah. also. Yeah. So. Um, but, which leads into what is up on the waiver wire, waiver wire and who you can grab. We talked about Will Levis. I think he made a tremendous debut, 37 fantasy points. Like you said, three TDs yep. bringing Hopkins to life with them, right? Because I think all of them were to Hopkins. 6% rostered. Fantastic. At, 6% uh, rostered. Yeah. Yeah. He was their number two, second round pick, second round pick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that is the answer going forward. Do not get me started on Ryan Tannehill and, and that mess. <laughs> Go away. And don't come back. For you, you said that from the start, from the very start of the yeah. season, Ryan Tannehill was yeah. not uh, one of your favorites. But nope. another one on the waiver wire who didn't make the, who should have been in the star category this week was Trey McBride, right? Yeah. Trey we McBride coming week. up, yeah. we talked about him, and he did show out this week 25 fantasy points, yep, 10 catches, yep. 95 yards, and a TD. So he's going to be the go to with Ertz 
sidelined there. So I think it's definitely worth it if you are in need of... For at least three more weeks, yeah. And with uh, Kyler Kyler Murray Murray. coming back. We'll talk about Mr. Murray here in just a second. Uh, He is eligible to play this week. We said already, I don't think he's going to play this week. They'll give him a home game the following week. And... Yeah, that's right. A home game the following week, and mm-hmm. then that's yeah, week yeah, ten. Yeah. So and and he's no stranger to uh, using the tight end position. No, so not, I, I no, would definitely no, not uh, take a good hard uh, look. He's only twenty two percent roster should be available. You guys heard it here first last week. Yeah. Go, yep. go go out there and get him. I have so if you're in a, in a buy problem, do you go get Zach Wilson, Mister Wilson from? For... This week, I would only say this week because you beat me to it. of they're playing the L.A. <laughs> Chargers have, right. at home who can't. Who, they catch. have the worst pass yeah. defense. They're dead last. Anybody. They're dead last. They're last. I expect Garrett Wilson to finally get another touchdown. Yeah, they can't do much at all. Yeah. So that is not their not their thing. Their offense is on fire as of last week, but their defense is a, is a dumpster fire. Right. So. so I think the, the Jets are also, what, four and four? What are they? The Jets are four and four and very four much and alive. Four, right. I'm so sorry, four and three. They had a bye. Four and three. Four and, three. Okay. and four the Chargers three. are three and four. So there is some meaning, especially for the Chargers. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they start losing a couple more games and— so they start talking about yeah, that. Yeah, but that Jets defense, I mean. It's a handful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. C.J. Mosley might be the third best middle linebacker in all football, and he certainly played like it last week against the Giants. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's high praise for sure. Who else is out there? Zach Charbonnet, now mm-hmm. 42% if, uh, against Baltimore this week, so a tough matchup. He is the backup to, to Ken Walker. Uh-huh. But, but he does get yeah. out there. He had, okay. It's about a split. I mean, right if now. you need it, right? Yeah, 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 it's about a split. You're taking a flyer. Talk about tight ends. Logan Thomas is only 46 percent. Logan roster. Thomas had a good game too. He's become a big target for the Commanders. We talked about German Caropolo, 14 percent mm-hmm. roster, and if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Chuba Hubbard? I like it quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like him more than Miles Sanders. I'd really like to see really? him. Yeah, I was. We talked about last week. I was really high on Carolina. Thought they'd get their first one, and they did. I mean, it was a squeaker, but they got it. Right. And I think Chuba Hubbard should be the guy there. But I think fantasy-wise, he's just got to turn the corner. Like, his numbers are not as good as he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if You know what I mean by that? Like, they're not reflecting of what could be there for him. So he's got to... I've seen he, him. He in, needs a game. He's a popular pickup. He was last year, too, you know, when you just needed somebody. And right. I've seen 100-yard games. I've seen, you know, touchdowns here, touchdowns there. I see what you mean. Yeah. There'll prob- probably still be a split there. If Miles well, plays. It, well, he played, what, two snaps? Yeah. Nothing. So, so if he plays. There, and yeah. then he is still sitting at 86% rostered. Yeah. Why? Yeah. The Eagles took advantage so, of him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. Hubbard's out-touched him. I think he'll continue to for a while. So if you're hurt, I would consider him. He should be available. He's 59% rostered. 50, yeah, maybe. I got a very low rostered guy. I got him into Mario Douglas in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a wide receiver, only 3% rostered. He had, okay. I think it was nine targets last week after Kendrick Bourne got nice. there. So he's a very, All right. if you need somebody, sneaky. There's a little, so they're half the little ball to somebody. That's a good sleeper. That's yeah. a good one. Sneaky, sneaky, if you need it. Wide receiver. Um, All right. Any more on the waiver wire for you? No, I think no, that, that's yeah. good. All right. Well, hopefully everyone is tightening up their fantasy rosters where they need to and making all the necessary adjustments to keep piling up wins as we get deeper into the season. But as things go in DFS, it's a fresh start with a whole new roster every week. So let's take a look at how week eight turned out and hopefully help you find some value picks for week nine. How you spending your fab? Oh, well, I'm a little bit richer this week. First, <laughs> though, for a quick explanation, DFS, uh, DFS is daily fantasy sports. There are tons of contests and ways to play. We cover two in uh, this podcast. The first, you build a lineup with a salary cap the purchase, to purchase players. The object is to get the most value or the highest scoring players at the lowest price, thereby building the strongest team, staying under salary cap. The team you build then competes for the day or for the week against other players who have entered uh, lineups in the same contest. The other format that we do is betting the over-under on a variety of player stats and projections. I use prize picks to play this format. Super simple. Choose two or more players. Decide if you think those players will go over or fall under their projection. So last week, I did not enter a DFS lineup, but this week I'm all set and ready to go. So here is my lineup this week. I entered a pretty large contest again. I think about 400,000 people. So we will see how it goes. I went with Sam Howell at New England. I like. Deal. 5,800, right? Oh, yeah. So... Steal at that price against uh, New England. I went Kareem Hunt against Arizona. Another steal, fifty five hundred on him. So then I went again, another um, kind of a budget buy with Zach Moss at fifty eight hundred. So Taylor was just a few hundred dollars more 
But I splurged in other areas, so I went with the lower price Zach Moss, who's splitting touches there and does well. I really like that this week, especially against Carolina, who's very soft against the run, but very strong against the pass. pass, Right, exactly. So then I splurged big time on wide receiver A.J. Brown at Dallas. So he's been playing phenomenal. I think Dallas, with digs out, probably won't have an answer for the likes of an A.J. Brown. And then I did go Cooper Cup in Green Bay. I think they'll potentially lean on him quite a bit. Both of those were in the 8,000. So that's more than I've ever spent. I usually stay, that's a lot for them. So we'll see. I need them to really show up. So, And because of that, I had to cut a couple corners <laughs> everywhere else. And then I end up wide receiver. Uh, Curtis Samuel, if he, he is questionable, hopefully plays Washington at New England, 4,100. Tight end, Kyle Pitts, Minnesota. Another pretty good deal, 4,100 for him. And then in the flex, I went forward at Arizona, 5,300. And really, really, I was down a penny, so I had to go uh, New York Giants on the, uh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I saw that look, Joe, but I had to. There were only 2,300 bucks. I, I splurged on two huge players this week, so I had to do it. I couldn't in other places. But a couple of other good Value picks that I that didn't make their way into my lineup. Surprise, surprise. Derek Carr at the Bears, 7,100. I think that's pretty rich for Derek Carr, but I still think a pretty good value pick against the Bears. Jonathan Taylor, again, like I said, he was only a couple hundred dollars more. He was 6,400 still against the Panthers. I, I like went it. with the cheaper Moss at 58 and splurged on A.J. Brown and Cooper. Smart. But also... Devontae Adams was very high coming off of a very unproductive game and largely, I think, because of an inefficient quarterback, but priced at 8100 Also because the Giants are terrible at stopping number one receivers throughout the whole uh-huh. year. They've been getting beat left and right by numbers. Even Garrett Wilson just did it to him for, you know, 20 fantasy points or something like that. So, okay. Yeah, that's, well, that's, maybe. That's part of it. But probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's a lot, though, to overcome that uh, quarterback situation uh, <laughs> there, though, too. So you'd be taking some risks. And then I think uh, Olave, also a good value at 6,300 for the Bears. I like the ones. Like yeah, I like the ones this week, too. So yeah. consider those, too. Now, the over and under on uh, prize picks. So for week eight was a hit for me. I hit on all three of my picks winning five times my bet this week. So I'll remind you guys what those bets were. I went Mike Evans. He was the Taco Tuesday special nice. and they had him at 34.5. He ended up only getting 39, but I took the over. So won that one. AJ Brown, the projection was 88.5. He got 130. That was also a win. And then lastly, Tyree Kill projection was 92.5. He got 112. I also took the over a little bit richer this week, pocketing five, pocketing uh, five times my bet. So this week, changing it up a bit, going passing yards. Makes me a little bit nervous, but I went Jordan Love. His projection is 223.5. What do you think, Joe? Uh. What? what would you, okay, so over his last five games, he's averaged 219. I don't expect him to surpass his average with Aaron Donald out there. You took the under? I took the under. Okay, we'll change that to we. <laughs> I took the under on Jordan Love for this one. So Zach Wilson, his projection, 198.5. What do you think? To go over the under there. Okay. So he his average is 204. Yeah. 205.4 in his last five games. And I'm gonna say he's gonna get at least his average against the Chargers. So I took the over. I like. Yep. Yeah. So uh let's see. C.J. Stroud, my last one, his projection, 232.5. He's averaged 234 on 234.8 over his last five. Laid a stinky egg last week, but he gets a Tampa team that's good against throwing, not so good against the pass at home. So, And he's played considerably better at home. So, yeah, like I that. say he's going to get at least his average. I took the over. Okay. All right. I feel good. I fully expect to be a few more dollars richer next week. So I'll check back in and let you guys know. I like so it. I thought it was quite nicely done for week eight. Let's see if we did just as well with last week's eight to keep an eye on. We'll take a look at eight upcoming games being played in week nine and give you guys our picks for the games we think that will be the most exciting and most impactful moving forward in the season. All right. How do we do last week? We'll quickly go through. We were both six and two, which is yeah. uh, which is very very respectable. We both had the New York Jets took a win there. Both had the Minnesota Vikings win. Seattle win. Miami win. 
Dallas, big, big win. Our first difference, you had Houston, I had Carolina, I got the win. You had Cincinnati. Should have took that one to Vegas. Uh, you got the win over the 49ers. Hmm? We both had Atlanta and took the loss. So six and two for both of us last week, which brings the season to very, very respectable. I say it all the time. Anything more than 51%, you're winning in Vegas' eyes. You are now 38 and 26. I am now 37 and 27. Cool. So we're doing, we know what we're doing. Right. All right. <laughs> On to uh, this week. This week. So game number one. They're all tough this week, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. Dolphins and the Chiefs at what's now Geha Stadium used to be our red. Okay. So, like I said, this was a really, really difficult one. There are a few games like this this week that were really hard to call, but I am going to take the Dolphins in this one. So you are going to take the I'm Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins. The Chiefs' defense has been playing really well. I think ranked around seventh overall. But and the, they're playing the best they've played in this uh, Mahomes area. Uh, that offense seems a bit out of sync. And if one offense is completely in sync, it is the Dolphins. So I think... They, the Chiefs, they meaning the Chiefs may be missing that explosive component of like a Tyreek Hill that they uh, traded away. So it seems to, their offense has, seems to have tempered a bit. You know what I mean? By that, just like leveled out kind of, it's not what it was. it was. It's not the fiery offense it once was. But so I think the Dolphins firing on all cylinders. They got their elite shutdown cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins. We're going to be different here. I'm going to take the Chiefs just because if it was in Miami, I would take the Dolphins because it's in Kansas. I will take the Chiefs. <laughs> okay. I expect a good game out of Kelsey. I like Isaiah Pacheco quite a bit. Um, quite frankly, Denver's playing with a ton of emotion. They were very upset by what happened in the game before where Russell Wilson had that terrible game. Right. Um, yeah. I expect a big turnaround from the Chiefs. It'll be a close game. Uh, coming home for Tyreek Hill, of course. So that'll be fun to watch. I think too much Taylor Swift, too much Chiefs. Okay. The Chiefs. All right, okay. next one. This one, I'm super, oh, so many I'm excited about. This one too. The Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Two very good teams going at it again. Another really tough one. I'm taking the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is playing better than ever. He's got nine passing TVs on the season, five rushing. He's on track to, I think, finish with better numbers than he did last year. While Geno Smith is playing okay, I think it's quite the opposite for him. He's not putting up that out of this world numbers that he was doing last year. So I think the Seattle run game has improved drastically with uh, Ken Walker Jr. And their defense is one of the league's best, but I'm still going to take the Ravens. I think they've gotten into a rhythm, Lamar and his receivers in particular, you know, with um, that his tight end and Andrews and Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and he's still a run threat. I'm going Ravens. Yeah. Quote the Raven, nevermore. <laughs> here we are on Thanksgiving. I'm also right, going to take, sorry, on, on Halloween, here we are. All right. Uh, nice. I'm also going to take a Baltimore Ravens okay. for a lot of the same reasons you said in a competitive game. Lamar is having his best year. When he's on, he is on. Um, I really enjoy watching him when he's on. Mark Andrews is having a good year. The Gus Bus is having a good year. Right. They are firing on all cylinders <laughs> right now. To go into Baltimore is a big ask of any team these days. I mean, they they embarrass Detroit. And Detroit's a good team. So yeah. I very much like Baltimore this week. But this, the Hawks are a good team. If it was in Seattle, I might think differently. But in Baltimore, too much. Baltimore. Go on Baltimore. Thanks. Okay, so on to the next one. Let's uh, talk about rivalries. Eagles. Dallas. Eagles, Dallas. In Philly. Division game, super tough division game. Eagles are, number one, comfortable in that uh, spot. And there are a couple games ahead of Dallas. I'm taking the 7-1 and one Eagles here. They have consistently found a way to win, just like I was saying before. And even in bad games where they're playing poorly, and that makes them a very dangerous team. With Diggs out for the season, I'm telling you, they got no answer for A.J. Brown. I could not agree more. Philly at home is a handful. I'd be surprised if they lost a game at home this year. Dallas always plays them tough. Almost always plays them tough. And Dallas is playing very well. I mean, anybody watched last week, they destroyed the Rams. However, Uh however, you asked to go into Philly and play against that team. This is the place where they cheered when Michael Irvin almost died. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they they don't love Dallas That's the stadium, right, that has a jail underneath, right? They're one of their fans. They're on Sunday. You saw the judge on Monday, yeah. But, yeah, so A.J. Brown playing lights out. Uh, Swift is playing very well. The Eagles' offense is playing very well. Their defense, Mm -hmm. very hyped. They are playing good. I don't consider them the best defense in the NFL, but they're good enough right now. Right. Um, They're having some trouble with the pass. They're having a little trouble with the pass. Yeah. But for me, I don't know how Dallas plans to neutralize A.J. Brown at they, all. They can't. Even yeah. 
I was listening to an interview with Jerry Jones this morning. Even Jerry Jones was careful with his words when he was asked about the upcoming Eagles game. He was quoted as saying he just wanted to enjoy the win that he just had, right? And he didn't want to poke the bear, (laughs) right? He says, I'm not going to poke the bear. Smart move, Jerry, but whether you poke them or not, I think the Eagles will get the win on this one. Too much Jalen Hurts, too much, et cetera, yeah. So, but also, but the Eagles also, with them having trouble with the pass, I know I'm going back and forth here, there's C.D. Lamb, who's also just coming off a career game, so. They'll get some. Yeah. I expect a back and forth kind of game, but Dak will throw a couple interceptions. And although, you know, Jalen Hurts has been interception prone this year too, but I still, I like too much Philly. You know, if it was in Dallas, maybe we'd talk in a different way, but yeah, too much Philly. I don't know. They did just give up four TDs to Sam Howe. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And Hurts did throw three interceptions, three or four interceptions, three, three against the New York Jets a couple weeks ago to get their first loss. So still um, Eagles. Okay. Still Eagles. All right. Another fantastic game this this weekend. There's such a slate. The Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. The resurgent Cincinnati Bengals. I say Joe Cool is back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm looking for this one to be a shootout, possibly, yep. right? The Bills appear to be, I think, uh, making the best effort to address their run, right, with Fournette. They picked up Fournette. They sure did. And I'm not sure how much that will help, though, but I think both have, like, explosive wide receivers and digs and chase. So preparing for a out of this world game, the Bengals just have a bit more weaponry, I think, in Higgins and Joe Mixon. So that reason I'm taking the Bengals. Gabe Davis has been inconsistent at best, I think, and Knox is out hurt. They do have the rookie Kincaid, but I don't think it's enough to get them past. Cincinnati's done this over and over again the last couple of seasons. They yeah. start slow, a little slower this year with the injury, but they start slow and then they come on strong. I expect them to come on strong for all the reasons you just said. Even Joe Mixon kind of woke up a little bit last week. Yeah. So I like Cincinnati at home as much as Josh Allen is definitely in the running for offensive MVP. I think it'll go to McCaffrey the way things are going, but he's definitely mm-hmm. in the running. He's had yeah. a fantastic year. Cincinnati continues on that resurgence and go. I'm going to go Cincinnati as well. All right, next one. Not the mm-hmm. greatest records in the world, but meaning. I mean, a, a winning record, <laughs> an almost winning-ish record yeah. is the L.A. Chargers at the New York Jets. And that is the Monday night game. Who do you like there? I like the Jets. I think we will likely see Keenan Allen, Sauce Gardner, which will be a very exciting matchup, but make no mistake, the Chargers, <laughs> the Chargers, I'm sorry, defense is not looking great. Yep. Dead last against the past. I think they are allowing an average of 310 yards per game, right? So that uh, Zach Wilson, Garrett, that tandem, yep. that they should be able to put some points up. In this one. So I'm, I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets as well, uh, that whole cross-the-country thing. And then I'm a big believer in Brees Hall. He's having a Hall. really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook's been in the news recently. I didn't touch about him too much on our, our news segment, but he has yeah. been saying, give me the ball. Uh, we'll see. I think, well, they, they may end up doing more of a split than they have. I don't by me think that it'll be 50-50, but just, yeah. you know, enough. Because if they're, if you're not going to trade them, then you might as well use them in yeah. some capacity, not right? Not trading keeping them. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's not the home run hitter that he once was. I mean, he was never really going to burn a bunch of people. But, you know, he used to break off pretty good clips from Minnesota over the years. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall does that still, you know, regularly. So, but uh, yeah, I could see him getting a split in there. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Also taking the Jets. I like the Jets quite a bit this week and, and in a good game. I mean, yeah. It should be a close game. All right. And then the Thursday night game now is Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not my favorite, but I'm going to take the Steelers. So I think on this one is Mike Tomlin is known for being one of those uh, coaches that, that, can exploit the rookie quarterback. So the last rookie quarterback to beat the Steelers in the Mike Tomlin era was one Dakota Prescott back in 2016. <laughs> yep. So Levis is coming, coming off a great win and a, a great debut, four TDs, 238 yards. It's looking like he will be the replacement for Tannehill, but I don't think he is ready for the potential defensive player of the year candidate in TJ Watt. Eight. Point five sacks on the season right now. Two forced fumbles. I think not. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. A difference for us. I have no faith in either the Trubisky, whoever may be out there, quarterback <laughs> for Pittsburgh. Or defense Jaylen. wins games. That's, defense wins championships. So yeah, we, we know that one. I don't believe in Jalen Warren. He's uh, let me down a couple times now. No, okay. I don't believe him in either. Yeah. Um, that offense is just not enough. I expect Tennessee will run a lot with mm-hmm. their two high-quality running backs. Levis has legs too. So. Right that they didn't certainly okay. didn't have with Tannehill. So I'm going to go with Tennessee and what should be an exciting game on Thursday night. All right. On to the next. 
meaning for the Bucks a little bit. The Texans, who have been exciting this year with C.J. Stroud, we have right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. Hmm. Two, three, For some and four teams. reason, I really struggled with this game too, but I think I'm landing on the Bucks. I think the Bucks defense was what they logged two sacks, one interception against an elite offense in the Bills. So uh, I think they managed to keep them out of the end zone on a what fourth and one on the the Bills' own one yard line. So in the end, they just couldn't contend with the offense. I think they will be able to handle this young talent team and the Texans the same way. I'm taking the Bucks. I am also taking the Bucks for all the same reason. About fantastic run stuffing, still have good yeah. weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So Houston's up and coming still, I believe. But yeah, Tampa. Okay, last but not least of the eight, last the Arizona Cardinals visiting the tough Cleveland Brown defense. Okay, I think you already know what I'm going to say. But try as they might, that one and seven Cardinals, they are really just having a rough go at it. So, and I don't think they stand a chance against another potential defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett and his Browns. So in their last two games, the Browns have lost six sacks, four forced fumbles, two interceptions, and a defensive TD. More of the same from them. The Cardinals haven't got a chance of going Browns. My dear listeners know I've been on the Browns bandwagon since you the start have. of this is the true. year. I did not expect what happened on the offense to happen. I'm happy you know Kareem Hunt was going to disappear. I'm sorry, coming to take the role after uh, after all the injuries and stuff. Who knows what's going on with Deshaun Watson and his shoulder or his yeah. mind or whatever that may be. Nick Chubb, you know, lost for the year. They've had, mm-hmm. they definitely had their, their bumps, but that defense keeps on humming yep. and, and scaring the heck out That's of some offenses. That's happening a lot this year. Yeah. The defense is keeping a lot of teams going this year. Yeah. So I like the I like the Browns at home to get the dub over the one-win team. All right. Cool. Uh, now for the segment, we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player-specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It could be enough to make the difference. Showing up, I have Geno Smith versus the Ravens. I'm expecting a pretty competitive game, right? Although he's not putting out those world-class numbers he was last year. This offensive line, according to, I think, ESPN analytics, they're 11th. In the league right now, despite the injuries they've had to contend with. So I think they'll do enough to allow Geno to keep the Seahawks in the game. I say he shows up. Yeah, agreed. You know, I like Baltimore for the win there, but Geno and the offense will will, will keep going. I'm going to take Derek Carr against okay. Chicago. New Orleans, I believe, okay. they might be the biggest home favorite. That's seven and a half. No, Cleveland's the biggest home favorite. Um, however, Chicago's have quarterback issues, defense issues, a whole bunch of stuff. So he'll go out, he'll do enough. He's had a couple of 300-yard games recently. He looked good last week. So, yeah, okay. yeah a little Derek Carr. What do you got running back? Running back showing up, Saquon Barkley at the Raiders. I think the Raiders have been pretty bad against the run, giving up the fourth most yards on the ground, only behind the Arizona Cardinals uh, with no, uh, potentially no Daniel Jones, no Tyrod Taylor in the center. I think they'll rely heavily on the run and the additional work may not result in a huge game or pay dirt, but he will have a sufficient one at least. So I'm going to say he'll at least hit the projections. He'll show up. I like I'm going to take uh, Jonathan Taylor to have that split workload we were talking about a little bit earlier mm-hmm. against uh, okay. a, a pretty shoddy Carolina run defense. Okay. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. All right, what do you got at show up wide receiver? I got Terry McLaurin at the Patriots. Patriots yeah. have been bad both sides of the ball. Sam Howe just lit up the Eagles for 304 TVs. I think he'll do just as well against the uh, Patriots. I'm going with his uh, number one receiver. I'm going Terry McLaurin. I like Terry. I always have. Garrett Wilson versus the LA Chargers okay. for me. He was almost my show out guy, but I picked a different one. Um, <laughs> but he's, I like him to finally, he hasn't he only, he's only had one or one touchdown this year, two touchdowns, one, one, okay. that amazing catch in week one. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him that to, he to yeah. threw himself. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I like him to get a, get his second this week. Tight end, what you got? Tight end, Kyle Pitts, back on my radar. <laughs> and just in showing up, he's in, I think his last four games, he has exceeded his projections or gotten very, very close to it. So the Vikings are not that great defending the tight end position. They've given up three TDs to the position already on the season. He should be able to show up against this defense. Yeah. 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 For me, it's Dalton Kincaid okay. uh, at Cincinnati. They're going to have to lean on him a little bit because Diggs will catch at least single double coverage and probably safety over the top kind of stuff. Oh, to try that's to slow nice. him down. That's a good point. So he'll be right in the middle of the field and available when needed. All right, so defense. Just showing up. I do expect the Falcons will get the win against the uh, Vikings, but 
before they were doing, they were already kind of in a struggle before losing Kirk Cousin, and they managed to get up to four and four. Second in the division now, I think the Falcons should be able to take kind of advantage of this potential downturn that they've got going on. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm going Falcons to show up. I am going to take the New Orleans defense to show up. Um, Chicago, a mixed bag right now. A couple questions at running back with some injuries. Poor DJ Moore stuck out there on island right now. And a rookie quarterback. So, New Orleans for me. On to show out. On to show out. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I have. Quarterback. Quarterback, Jalen Hurts, to show out. I can't wait for this game. I think uh, no digs. Therefore, no answer for A.J. Brown, which is what I've been saying all night tonight. I say more fireworks from the uh, Hurts-Brown duo. I'm saying Jalen Hurts. Yep, I like I like Joe Burrow resurging all of a sudden at home. A statement game. They can get to five and three here, which would be a really good turnaround in the last few weeks against the beat-up Buffalo secondary. Uh, Joe Burrow just to light it up. Who you got at running back? Next, running back. So this is funny. For the next two, the ones you had at show up, they just slid right down in my show out category. <laughs> so I've got Jonathan Taylor slash oh, yeah. Zach Moss. I put to both yep. of them because I think they're both playing pretty well over there. It's the Colts versus the Panthers. So one in seven Panthers, dreadful against the run. Not too dreadful against the pass, but I think they give up the fo- the fourth most yards, 4.7 on the carry, and the six most per game, like 130 or something like that. So either of those running backs should have no problem finding the end zone. Very, very good. I like Josh Jacobs at home against the New York Giants. Played a little better last week. That's a good pick. They just shipped away uh, the Giants did their best run stuffer. So Josh Jacobs should find some running lanes and, and get out there. I like a little get healthy for him. Okay. All right, show up wide receiver. Wide receiver. And we did it again, slid right down into my show out. Garrett Wilson <laughs> versus the Chargers. Oh, so Wilson's yeah. numbers, they've suffered a bit as a result of the quarterback situation there yeah. with the Jets, but they get the Chargers. That's like a gift for Wilson, for, <laughs> for real. The wide receiver for Wilson guys, and is. Zach, this is like a gift. So I'm looking for a show out game from him for yeah. this one. I like uh, A.J. Brown versus the Tals Cowboys. Now, it would be a totally different story if Diggs was there, but mm-hmm. no Diggs. So... A.J. Brown, squeaky wheel. Fair enough. Lots of throwing to him. Right. All right, so tight end. Tight end. I, the easy one. I'm going Travis Kelsey, the Dolphins, although I do think the Dolphins will get the win. Yeah. I think we'll go back to seeing the same old tandem there, um, Holmes leaning heavily on Kelsey every other pass. So, yeah, I'm going to say uh, Travis Kelsey to show out. Uh, that means we're going to see a lot of Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick with the last game I was just in. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard at tight end against Dallas. He's okay. been getting the ball quite a bit, too. He's top five tight end so far this year. Uh, Jalen's certainly looking his way and an exciting game. All right. right. Defense. The Browns, a stingy defense going into week nine as a top three defense as well. The Cardinals are still missing Connor. Kyler Murray unlikely to play. Unlikely to play. Miles Garrett and the Browns showing out here. Um, I... Copy. Cleveland for me as well. Okay. That was a pretty straightforward one. Yeah, yep. I, I, I think that's a no-brainer. All right, yes, here yes, we yes. go to shit show. Oh, yeah. So we got me the workout mode. Shit show quarterback. Yep. All right. So this one hurt my heart to say, but I'm going to go Justin Herbert at the Jets. Aww. Right. With that, uh, shutdown corner and sauce corner will very likely be all over his number one receiver. So Herbert may have to rely more heavily on the run game. I think this will be a tough one for him. Yeah. So. I took Tyson. I'm still saying his last name. I the wrong. I think Bejan, Bejan, the, uh, the Bears sh- guy. Chicago right. quarterback. Yeah. He's got to go to New Orleans. New Orleans is very good against the pass. Uh, they just showed that again this last week. Yep. That's going to be another disaster, just like they had against the Chargers last week. Cool. Running back, Running back I went Amari DiMarcado against oh, the Browns. Right. So <laughs> DiMarcado and Ingram in the uh, backgrounds, I think they have yet to, I don't know, mount a meaningful run game in the um, Arizona. So I don't think they'll do it this week against the Browns either. So with only averaging what, only giving up three yards a carry. No, I, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go. I think James Conner's back nice. another week or so, him a little, but still. Yeah, I think he's that. after. Do they have a bye? Yeah, and yeah, then after he, the bye. he's yeah, after so, the bye. Right. Yeah, it comes off the area. Uh, so for me, should show running back. I have a tandem. I have Alexander Madison slash Cam Akers against okay. the Atlanta Falcons. Really? Yeah. A shit show. You a think? shit show. Especially oh, if Stafford doesn't play. If Stafford doesn't play, that means there's somebody else back there and they'll just stack the box. And, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So, all right. 
So next, what do you receiver. have at your chip? Yeah. Wide receivers. Giants offense has been bad all season with a teeny tiny short-lived bright spot under uh, Tyrod Taylor at the helm. But now they don't even have that. More dark days. I'm going Darius Slayton versus mm-hmm. Raiders. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to take uh, Hollywood Brown. I know we're kind of picking on Arizona a little bit here, but Hollywood Brown at Cleveland. Cleveland is very good against the pass. Yes. Tight end. Tight end. I'm going Darren Waller for all the reasons I just said about Darius Slayton. Yeah. Same, 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 same. That's a, that's a rough one. I'm going to take one that doesn't come up very often. I'm going to take Chigan Conquo, oh. the Tennessee guy. Okay. <laughs> against uh, against Pittsburgh. Not that he's been up and running a ton, but he's, mm-hmm. he's come on a little bit. So pretty good game for Levis, actually. But I expect a mess there. All right. Last nice. but not least, what is the defense? Defense, Panthers, unable to defend the run, and the Colts have a good run game going with two very capable and productive runners in Taylor and Moss. So I don't see the Panthers' defense being able to uh, slow them or keep them out of the end zone. I am going to take the Chicago defense against New Orleans. I picked on that game quite a bit. Okay. I think Chicago's going to have a rough go of it. Nice. Well, I think that will do it for this week. Please come hang out with us again. I think we're getting pretty good at this, Joe. Heck yeah, we're getting great at this. Happy Halloween, everybody. It was a fun show tonight. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of these platforms. Those reviews are super important. Not only will they help us get better, but more you guys rate and review, up the faster we move up the podcasting charts. And we definitely want that. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Aired Out Network. Support this podcast. The link's in the show description. Thanks again for listening and all the support. Signing off. This is Joe. This is Chantel. This is the Aired Out Fantasy League Podcast. Talk to you guys Talk next to week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.